Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Mainstream Boy. I'm your host Jonathan and today I'm joined by none other than our pal Spencer to have a spoiler-filled discussion of one of the spookiest shows of the year so far. Join us as we enter a mysterious English manor haunted by a faceless woman suffocating her victims and dragging them to the depths of a dark lake. This week, we are breaking down the incredibly well-crafted ghost story created by Absentia's Mike Flanagan. If you haven't seen the show, watch it now, otherwise be prepared to have the entire series spoiled for you. Why not pick one of the photos that you took of uh, your little puppies? Um, because I'll never have the puppy to myself. So, you can change it each week. That's true. Puppy of the week. Did you see the one I posted today? It's pretty cute. I don't think you liked it. Yeah. So you saw it, but you didn't uh, like it. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. It's not but very like, supportive. He looked a little skittish. Okay, little to scared. be fair, he, the poor thing was terrified. <laughs> but those are the best dogs because they stay still. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was a little little Sheltie, a little gray Sheltie. I think his name was, I don't know, Henry maybe. He was cute, though. He was a good little pup. Um, but anyway, Spencer, this is a little something different. Sure. Yeah, what are we talking about? Yeah, uh, so anyway, guys, uh, I am Jonathan. Welcome back to Mainstream Boy, joined here once again by Spencer. Uh, we have sure. a little bit of a different episode for you. We're going to be having a full-on spoiler discussion of the show The Haunting of Bly Manor. So, yeah, if you haven't seen Bly Manor on Netflix, came out on October 9th, I highly suggest watching it. Otherwise, you know, there's really no point in watching it after hearing our discussion. So go watch it first, come back, listen to us, uh, you know of our thoughts so the haunting of blind manor is the uh, second season or mini series from uh our our friend mike flanagan uh recent or a uh, past podcast episode featured absentia but uh he's also done uh, gerald's game which features one of the actresses from uh haunting of hill house and also uh blind manor uh he's an oculus uh hush and a couple other f- other horror films that uh kind of under the radar Luigi, origin films. of evil dr sleep well, he, ri- he wrote Doctor Sleep, but yeah, he directed it as well. But yeah, uh, no, didn't didn't direct Doctor Sleep. John, the fact that you even want to question my movie trivia knowledge is pathetic. I swear to God, he didn't direct Doctor Sleep. You know what? You're probably right. Google it. No, no, no. Oh, I don't have the time. I believe you. I'm gonna Google it okay. right now. No, I'm gonna yeah. It. All right, fair enough. I'm, I'll just wait here and know that I'm right. Take okay. a sip of this. Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep 2019, directed by Mike Flanagan. Okay, so yeah, uh, he directed <laughs> he directed Doctor Sleep, which is a great movie, by the way. Hell, and it's yeah. So I think cause I I see this in your little notes that you made up. Uh, it has a 61 percent audience score, and I think that's because people thought this may be like a continuation because they Probably. saw the same characters or the same actors. Uh, and then it's also it's not very scary. It's more story well, driven, but we'll get fair, into it. But yeah, yeah. No, we definitely will. It is more story driven, um, but it obviously it's it's based in horror, I think. But yeah, Spencer. So I binged this in less than 24 hours i also know that you did i watched like six episodes last night and i finished off with the remaining three episodes today um it's just one of those shows that i think you cannot help but binge it it's all there they have these cliffhangers at the end of every single episode and it just it sucks you in from start to finish yeah and i i don't typically binge tv shows to begin with i mean it takes a lot for me to continue with the tv show because i usually fall off about four or five episodes in yeah this came out october 9th that weekend i literally watched it in less than 24 hours Mm -hmm. it's just one of those shows that was so easy just to 
keep on pressing next episode, next episode, because the story just hooks you uh, almost immediately. And well, I mean, I, I would say like halfway yeah. through the first episode, I was kind of like, all right, where is this going? Like, it's it's really like, I can see that it's very different than Hill House because Hill House was terrifying. That was so probably scary. one of the scariest TV shows. And Mike Flanagan, I mean, he's an incredible director. Uh, I don't know if you remember specifically, but episode six of Hill House, it's like there's so the many one like, one-shot takes. Yeah, all, all in the funeral home. And they yeah. keep on like bouncing between like, the different like worlds and realities. And it was all like like one takes. It was super, super cool. But the one thing that was interesting about Bly Manor, because with Hill House, Mike Flanagan wrote and directed... All eight episodes. Ten episodes. Like, from beginning to... Ten episodes? Yeah, okay, from beginning ten, to yeah. end. Just, like, all of it. And he said that process, like, almost killed him. So he wrote the whole thing. I think he mapped the entire thing out and outlined it and got the whole story together and directed the pilot to set the tone. And then other directors came in and directed two episodes here and there. So... Got you. Uh, I think there's a total of like four or five directors in like in total, but a couple, some of them directed multiple ones, and they have also directed kind of like smaller movies that have been in the horror genre. Some of them, what we've seen uh, through the podcast. Yeah, I just I think in the tones alone, where Hill House was just a lot more horror esque, and this and this uh, this series has a lot more different story elements. There's a lot of love story elements. You know, the conflicts of your past dealing with your demons. It's not just entirely a a scary ghost story, I guess. Yeah, but... it's a love story with a ghost element. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I kind of, I put this up in the uh, in the Instagram stories, not since, like, Patrick Swayze and Ghost has there been such, like, a captivating romance movie with a ghost element to it. Yeah. It's just, like, it's unbelievable because, like, you're so captivated by the characters in Bly Manor because they're so well-developed. And especially uh, Tina Miller, who was Miss um, Gross, yeah. Who was also kind of like the, uh, I don't know, housekeeper or something like that. Housekeeper, I mean, she yeah. She cleaned the house. Groundskeeper or something like that. I mean, I loved her character. I thought she was absolutely amazing. And she has such an incredible arc as well. And episode five is all about her character. And it's one of the coolest episodes. And it kind of brings up these premises that you haven't really, you've seen kind of explored in other types of media and film and TV, but not to this level where it's like, it's very detailed with the whole like jumping through memories. And that's what death is. And that's just like, it's so fascinating to see that explored. I think the, uh, the way that, first of all, that Mike Flanagan is able to structure these stories and wrap his head around all these different storylines that are jumping between timelines, between memories and between present day. It's just, it's insane how a film, I don't know if I could do that. It's insane how filmmakers can really just create something that ends up being cohesive with all of these different things going on. And I think it's it's just really impressive. Right. And also his just his look at purgatory is like it was it was beautiful to see these people that were inevitably dead go through kind of figuring out the fact like I'm dead. This is my reality now. And also we're trapped here at Bly Manor because this happened. You know what I mean? So, it's, yeah, it was fascinating, fascinating. And there's so many story elements and like or so many plot points and uh subplots that are going on throughout this entire series and they're all handled so well too with like henry thomas who was elliot in et and he was also Seriously? in uh hill house <laughs> i've he not seen the father e. in that show you've not seen et are you fucking kidding me no dude are I'm you not fucking... i haven't seen et okay okay i've been on the ride please. like three times at universal please 
Okay, I heard that you're going to be on like a flight pretty soon or something. <laughs> Download E.T. and watch it in your travels because it's a good movie to watch around Spooktober. It's, it's a good just going to be weird, dude. It's, it's Spielberg. Weird. It's, it's an alien but riding no, a bicycle. It's one of those movies. It's one of those movies that like is, is it's so captivating with the story and the characters. It's got that sci-fi twist. But it, it's gonna tug on your heartstrings. It's 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 a great fucking movie. I've I just remember going times. to like Newberry Comics and they had like a full size ET up on the up on one of the shelves and it was like three hundred dollars yeah. and it always creeped the shit out it, of me. <laughs> well, just from just know when if you if you do uh, take me up on this and watch ET in your travels, mm, no. uh, just know that I first watched this movie when I was like six years old. So you're horrified, I'm guessing. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Just like when you saw Anyways. Jaws and uh, and Sixth Sense, I'm sure you were also pretty scared with. I was a little older, yeah. That was a couple years after, but regardless, Henry Thomas, I think, is magnificent in this movie. Or sorry, in this miniseries, uh, keeps as his uncle who is just has so much trauma with his past, and I loved his like alter ego. That would just like constantly like belittle him and talk over his shoulder, and it was just so fascinating and interesting to see that. As, and uh, it was just very very cool. It was a really cool way to uh, to tell the story too, because it's it's kind of the the evil side of him coming out, and you know, so basically he he cheats on well, he cheats with Charlotte, who is the the mom of Laura and Miles, and their dad is always off traveling, off in Europe or doing whatever. So eventually they form a relationship. Flora ends up being the son of Henry and Charlotte. And yes. uh, that kind of just leads eventually she, or eventually the husband actually finds out and, you know, uh, he gets pretty yeah, much I mean, banished from the tough. family, which is sad, but also like you have it coming, but see, but basically what you're saying is just the, the alter ego was, it was one of the scariest parts are the most horrifying parts. Of yeah. The his story, smile. I think. Just whenever he would appear, it was very creepy. And the um, reveal of when he first sees him, that was like the one of the most horrifying scenes, I think, in the show. So, you I mean, you had that subplot going, and then you had the whole storyline with uh, Danny, the American, which, I mean, I loved her character. I mean, she was mm -hmm. so easy just to get attached to, and she was so sweet and genuine. And the I guess one of my nitpicks, now that I've kind of digested the show, and since it's been a little over a week since I finished it, is her backstory with her fiancé. Mm -hmm. It doesn't quite sit well with me. Um, it felt a little tacked on with what's really going on at Bly Manor, and then then they kind of just forget about it. It doesn't really come back into play. Kind of like I remember the last scene was she was by the fireplace and he was standing across from her. She was just like, you know what, whatever. It's just you and me now, and she kind of like accepts it. Does right. that mean that she like doesn't see him anymore? Because. I think may um, maybe she does, but we don't see him anymore. Um, but right, I, I because think it's it, never brought back up. It just has to do with doing away with your demons. Like that was something that was that was just always pressing on her ever since she, ever since she lost him because she felt guilty for breaking up with him because you know she ended up being a lesbian. That's why she broke up with him. Yeah, I think I think that scene maybe it might seem a little cheesy. Like oh, I'm gonna burn his glasses and then he's gone, and that ends up being the last time we oh, see well, him. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, show. okay, so. She did bring the glasses, so maybe right. that's why she doesn't see him again. Okay, but I, I just felt like, like with that if she everything else that was going on at Bly Manor, like with the kids and whatnot, um, I th was kind of hoping there was some more focus on that because that was fascinating. And what's I kind of ended up like like revealed what's happening with uh, 
the old uh, nanny and obviously um, Peter, yeah, they are possessed or they're possessing the kids. Like their spirits are trying to get into their bodies as a host. Right. And for some reason be together, but that's really weird because they're brother and sister for anyone else that knows them. So it's like, what, what are you really trying to accomplish here? It was fucked I mean, up like, altogether. To, to live again. <laughs> it was weird, but like, yeah. it was still like interesting just to see this concepts explored in the amount of detail that it went into because you um, don't usually see this type of stuff like that in movies in, spe- in movies and in just horror in general they don't really break down characters like they do in this show but I mean, I, you can't do it i mean no it's with nine episodes that's how you're able to get away with all that kind of stuff because that one episode where it's all in black and white it's the flashback of blind manor mm-hmm. like it kind of like I don't know, halfway through, I'm like, this just this is like a throwaway episode. Like, why is this even, like, a part of this whole series? But then, in the whole, like, I don't know, last half of the episode, it's like, oh my god, this is brilliant. Like, I was drifting off on the first half of that episode, but then you're exactly, right. Exactly, it, it totally hooks you back in when they throw... And it connects everything suitcase going in on. the lake. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Because it did piss me off that, like... Uh, episode, I forget which episode it was, maybe episode eight. Mm-hmm. That, that was when the black and white episode was. Um, but it was episode seven that ends with that cliffhanger of the faceless woman just grabbing Danny, mm-hmm. and then it cuts to black. And then the next episode, it's the entire black and white episode, the flashback of what really happened of the history of Bly Manor. And then that ending of that episode is the same cliffhanger same of the faceless woman <laughs> grabbing Danny and grabbing and just dragging her away cut the black i'm like are you fucking like that's why i'm saying it's just like you just have to keep on pressing next episode you don't have a because choice. it's like no you're you, absolutely right you literally do not have a choice um and so job well done to kind of keep the story very engaging throughout because it was it was very cool i think uh my favorite character connection in this show was definitely danny and jamie the gardener i think just by far yes. that watching that relationship develop over pretty much half the season is it was just it was such a good character connection to watch. The chemistry between them was insane. And I think you look at this show as a love story, and maybe you initially look at Peter and uh, Mrs. Jessa, which the 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 past uh, nanny, and you think of that as the initial love story. But in the end, I think Peter ended up using her because he was willing to yes. just part ways with her and hop into Miles and get the hell out of there. And he didn't care about if she was well, going to hop into he was, Flora. He was trying to steal uh, a quarter million dollars. And take uh, her. Like, jewelry. And but, take her, yeah, and take her with him. she was an afterthought, in a way. And, yeah. Uh, and Mrs. But that faceless woman stopped him in right. her random, like, checking on the bed. And that's the thing. I mean, like, th- I think that was the scariest element to the show, was just, like, her design. Like, the faceless woman walking around in, like, her nightgown. Yeah. And just, like grabbing people by the throat and just dragging them staring at the bed and like in the whole last act i mean or the whole last episode when she goes to the bed and then flora jumps in and then she like grabs flora and like like in their past memory she's like singing this like lullaby to her son or to her daughter then it goes back to reality and she's just like like mumbling this like same like lullaby but it sounds like that was horrifying so horrific oh it was terrible it was Oh, it was so creepy, like bone chilling. Yeah, no, um, you're absolutely right, dude. Yeah, even though it wasn't like consistently scary, like there was definitely elements that were super creepy at times. Absolutely, I think always having that underlying um, horror story with the lady in the lake was definitely the scariest part of the show. Without that, it would have 
pretty much just been a love story, but having the the uncertainty of what that was, like what was going on until they finally reveal it in the eighth episode, really gave the show just more to grasp onto in terms of horror. Uh, but one of my one of my favorite things about the show is kind of how Flanagan slowly reveals the more horrific elements of the show. He did the same thing in Hill House with the Bentneck Lady, where you kind of she's horrifying like throughout the series, and you're, it's like the scariest part of the show. And then they finally reveals like what it is. And he did it's the same Nell. thing. Yeah, it's Nell, and he did the same exact thing with the uh, the Lady in the Lake in this one, where it's just this like horrifying demon that's going around killing everybody and then you finally get this backstory and it and it kind of gives it it gives it some humanity i guess right because it, it gives her a face and, yeah. I, and I, I like how he does that and it takes the horror elements out of it it makes it less scary but i think in terms of storytelling it's it's insanely well done i'd be uh, very interested to see where they take the third installment because they got to do another haunting story, but I like what they're doing so far with like telling completely new original stories, but yet still kind of bringing back uh same it's kind cast of the same. members. Oh yeah. It's, it's cool. I, I, I mean, maybe not as many for the third, but I mean, I think definitely make one of them a lead. Uh, and that would they're be all really cool. good actors. Like I was actually they're surprised. Amazing. I mean, oh, I yeah. remember Danny. Fantastic. This yeah. is like, she, apparently she graduated college like two years ago. And uh, Hill House was like her first role. That's insane. And kills it as Nell. Uh, she gets cast in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So she was in that movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, she was in that, yeah. And she was in some show called You. I, I haven't, haven't seen, seen it. it. I've heard it's really good, though, actually. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, I mean, she's pretty young and just randomly is, like, leading the show and is absolutely killing it. So job well done. Yeah. I think she is going to be a massive star. I think she blows everybody away. Like there was a lot of really good acting in this show, but I think the range that she has with her acting is it's just unreal. She plays this kind of bubbly caretaker for these kids and she's so good with the kids, but she has this yeah. awful, just sad backstory. It and is tragic what happened. Uh, don't get me wrong. I just what movie did I this remind me of? Needed. It reminded me of that Jake Gyllenhaal movie where his yeah, fiance dies. It reminded me of that a little bit, but this yeah, was just way I, I better. Totally see that. <laughs> totally see that. Yeah. Um, um. So if you ever do rewatch this, apparently uh, hidden in like some of the frames of the of the uh, some of the shots are ghosts. I've seen. Like, I saw many of them in the show. You did, okay? Oh, yeah. Because apparently the doctor, the masked doctor, saw is him. like one of the main ones. Like he's just like they hit him in so many shots. And there's actually a story where like they put him so deep in the background in one shots, like way down, like down by like a lake. Uh, and so cool. like they were shooting, they were shooting the scene, and like <laughs> he was way fucking far away. And they get the shot, and then they move on to another scene, and they pack up and, and leave. And then, like, halfway through the day, they're like, where's the uh, masked doctor? He's still fucking at the lake, just, like, no one told him to move. Oh, my God, <laughs> So he's, like, bro. still there. <laughs> Dude, he's like Daniel so Day-Lewis. Like, he does not want to break character, yeah, so, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, bro. But it's just, like, the fact that, like, oh. uh, they went to great lengths to, like, hide the background so much so that they even forgot to tell him to, tell like, him to like, we, we stopped rolling, yeah. like, hours ago, buddy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like you can break character <laughs> like take, oh my go god to lunch. yeah dude i i think that just the attention to detail in this show the cinematography is fucking is it's gorgeous dude it really is the way that they're able to make this one location just look 
creepy and just beautiful at the same time, I think. And, and like you said, there were definitely a lot of shots. I noticed a few with the little kid. You know, maybe you don't notice him every time, yeah. but there's definitely some shots where he pops up. There's one in the he's basement there. toward the beginning when Danny goes down there to get the doll. He's in the basement. Well, his head turned and like it lingered on that, uh, like the pile of the dolls. So, yeah. like, you, you could definitely, like, see it coming. No, like, there's shots where, like, it's just, like, people talking, like, having a conversation. And, and just, there. like, if you pause it and look very, like, closely, like, you can see something. And I'd be oh, very curious that, to dude. see, like, a screen grab, like, collection of, like, all of them. I'm sure it, it already exists. I just haven't seen it. I'm sure but, there's way... Like, honestly, okay, so... It's cool. You know how in the tour of the beginning when Flora's, like, don't leave your bed at night... I'm sure all the scenes with people that are walking in the darkness to go down to the kitchen, make tea or whatever, I'm sure that every other frame has a ghost watching them or something like that. There has to be. Why would you give up the opportunity to sneak a ghost in there when you can, you know? What is your favorite episode? I don't know if I can say the last one because the last one has a lot of like scenes that try to help wrap up the show, you know, which they weren't bad. They were really good. And I liked that, how they kind of go through the years. But I think the yep. episode before the flashback episode has a lot of reveals and the one where it just gives you this big cliffhanger of like okay, yeah. the two faces part two. That is the episode episode seven. That would yeah. be your favorite episode. Miles and Flora are pulled into a ghostly game faced with the facts. Rebecca comes to an unhappy conclusion and Hannah makes a shattering discovery. I mean, yeah, that, that's that got to be the episode. That is literally the climax of the show right there is that episode, you know. When yeah, that's when everything kind of comes together a little bit, yeah. And that is from the directors of uh, Cargo. I don't know if you saw that one, the uh, Martin Freeman. Yeah, I've seen Cargo. Uh, that was an okay movie. movie. Okay, my favorite episode is uh, 100% episode 5, The Altar of the Dead. This is the one that is all about Hannah. Uh, just seeing her whole storyline come together and explained it was so fascinating. And like I said, just the, like the memory hopping yeah. and not knowing that you're dead, but like kind of putting it together that like something's not right. And in death, she forms it, the relationship with Owen. Like she fully forms this relationship still, in her it's, memories. It's weird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it was crazy. And even Flora, I love like the exploration with Flora too, with like, Oh, I'm a, I'm in a memory again. Like, because obviously like she, her body's being possessed by the previous she Manny. kicks her out into uh, a memory, kind of. Yeah, and yeah. so she's always in a memory. She's like, I'm in a memory again. Like, why does this keep happening? Wait, I was um, younger in this. Why am I? I'm eight now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and it was so interesting. It's like, what the fuck? Like, this is so fascinating. But um, It's like they would yeah, almost anyways. break the fourth wall in the moment. Not really, but like in a way, it's like the characters break would the realize. scene, kind of. And they're like, wait a second. Yes. What the hell's going on? This, is, this isn't right. Yep. And seeing Flora then, deal with that was fascinating. And be you know? aware of it too, yeah. yeah. And um, it was very cool. It's it's a testament in storytelling, I think. Just, and I think horror has been on the rise in the last decade or so, where you can finally recognize that these shows are getting the budget they need to really go out there and make an insanely engaging TV series that's based around horror. But these filmmakers are able to intertwine other elements that audiences love like for me is any type of romance or you know something like that and this one is awesome like it's it's really yeah. really great so hunting a blind manor uh what would you give this on a one through five rating system john i'm trying to think of the flaws i'm trying to think of like okay this bogs it down for me there's not many because if i can take a show 
out of nowhere and just binge it in a day and go out of my way to put work on the back burner to be like, no, 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 I'm going to watch this show. It deserves a very high grade. And I think that this show was just insanely good. It kind of just clicks all those boxes. I, the characters were amazing. Everything was great. <laughs> I just loved it. It was awesome. So I, uh, I'm i going to give it a five out of five. haven't seen the initial or I haven't seen Hill House in a while, but I loved Hill House. And after hearing that this was coming out, I was probably the most excited for this over anything else coming out this year it's, it's also been a minute since i've seen hill house i feel like i like haunting a blind manor a lot more just because i think i, I connected with the story so much yeah. more than hill house and i mean hill house is all about a family and with and blind manor is all about relationships um and love and i think they just handle that so brilliantly with all of the different connections and relationships with the uh with peter and the uh, previous nanny to danny and her past and then her current relationship to the very past uh with uh what happened in like the 16th century or whatever and happened henry henry's relationship with with uh, yeah with exactly i mean yeah it's all about love which yeah. is which is nuts and there's so many moments of like heartbreak as well and there's moments where it's kind of creepy as well and so as for new releases and new content in 2020 this is probably one of my favorite uh watches and it's kind of a cheat because we had nine hours to get connected with the story and the characters eight hours like and 14 movies. minutes okay so <laughs> and, and then with, so with movies it's like it's 90 minutes to two hours so uh yeah. you, you can't get as invested uh, unless it's really well done so i mean it, it's kind of a cheat but yeah i mean i'm gonna go five out of five as well because this is just a brilliant yeah. piece of work and uh even though mike flanagan didn't direct all of it i i do think it works very well just to have him create like map out the whole show and then have other filmmakers come in and give it their spin as well i think that worked pretty well i think that's where tv it just it kind of excels it's they they have the opportunity to mm. intertwine i'm not saying it's better than movies that's not what i'm saying i'm saying that they have mm, so. a slight advantage where they can they can intertwine all these smaller story elements that end up having a big impact like owen's story which i feel like in a movie probably wouldn't have even noticed it you know but they're able to intertwine this yeah entire... he brushed aside pretty quickly absolutely because he you know there was probably three quarters of an episode dedicated to like his mother dying and kind of all that everything going on there they make this whole dinner for him oh this is owen's favorite meal but yeah i i just love how all the characters are able to throw in here and all the character elements it's Anything that revolves around, like, the it boils down to love. I mean, if you're a human being and you're not a sociopath, I feel like you can appreciate that. Highly recommend. If you listen to this, I hope you watch the show. If not, then I think it's still worth checking out. <laughs> if you haven't watched it and this entire thing just spoiled the entire series for you, it's, it's really one of the best pieces of uh, television that I think you can watch in 2020. So Yeah, uh, and, I mean, as for TV shows and, like, little recap reviews... Uh, that we could do in the future. Uh, I don't watch a lot of TV shows, so I'm kind of just putting that in your boat because you're the TV guy over there. Um, so 
Yes. I mean, let me know. I mean, if it's a show that I think is going to be worth it or if I'm excited for it. Like, I was super excited to see The Haunting of Blind Manor. Um, I was very excited for The Boys Season 2, and that just finished last week as well. I don't even know if you finished the finale of that. I haven't seen the finale. Um, it's it's oh one of those God. things where just I'm like... watch the finale. It's one of those things where I'm like, I don't want it to end, so like I don't watch oh, the finale. But just wa- oh, just finish it. You got to... Oh, no. Honestly, that's actually what I did with Hill House. I didn't watch the finale because I'm like I want I I want to savor it. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah. waited far too long to watch the finale to like the point when I finally did. I'm just like I don't really care anymore, and it doesn't have the same impact. Yeah. Like, no, I feel so like dude. I would as you're con- like yeah, stay consistent. I watch the finale of the boys pretty soon. I don't really think that we need to do a review of the boys, but um, if there's like another show coming. <laughs> If there's yeah. another show coming up in the future that's worth checking out, a little TV exclusive episodes on the Those Movie Dudes podcast feed. And that's the thing is yeah, we're lucky know. to have this because any new TV shows on the horizon, if they weren't filmed before the pandemic. Oh, what about Mandalorian um, Season 2? Maybe we could talk about that one. Oh, yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Regardless, we're mainly a movie. We're Those Movie Dudes. We're not Those TV Dudes. So um, We can be on occasion, though. Let's be real. It really depends. Like if it's a cinematic show, I think that's when it's like an exception, like Haunting a Blind Manor, because like it's Game of Mike Thrones. Flanagan, who's a respectable filmmaker. But yeah, no, uh, that was Haunting a Blind Manor. Huge recommend. I think check it out, guys. If you if you made it this far, really appreciate you guys listening to the show. Make sure to head over to our Instagram. We're trying to get to 500 followers by the end of 2020. Tell your friends if you enjoy the show. You probably have friends that have similar interests so maybe they would like the show as well enjoy the rest of spooktober watch some scary movies and uh see you in the next one toodles all right and you uh you take my little outro saying i always say toodles but i guess i can also now say a little ducky out Thanks for listening to Mainstream Boy. Make sure to head over to our Instagram and follow us if you haven't already. We're trying to get to 500 followers by the end of 2020, so if you enjoy the show, spread the word. Stay safe, everyone, and wash your fucking hands.